and welcome back to the best podcast that you're listening to right now. And of course, I am your buddy, I'm your friend, I'm your pal, I'm Mike, and I'm here with my buddy, Tushar. How are you doing today, Tushar? I'm doing great. Uh, there, There's a lot to talk, I want to talk about a lot of things, but I, I'm great. Uh, it's really cold outside today for some reason. It's welcome to Canada. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to going out, but hey. Well, you don't have to go out because you have to stay in your house. I have to to get groceries. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yes, welcome to another episode. Uh, We got a loaded show for you today, centered around, well, my my new favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, We'll touch on on their triumphs or lack thereof. We can talk about everything else that's going on in the world of basketball, including Tushar hit me up on the text last night being like, let's talk about small market teams like the New York Knicks. <laughs> and, and then we will venture on into my favorite sport, the NFL. And the games last week, uh, they were all right. There was some questionable things. And then there was also some... The the winners and losers were pretty much straightforward. But how they got there was very much different than I expected. So let's get into it and talk about the wonderful Brooklyn Nets. So Tushar, I'll let you start this off. Uh, we touched on it last week, how we thought this was going to go. And so far it's turned out exactly how we thought it was going to go. Uh, take the wheel. Okay. So if I tell you, I'll give you an example. Okay. There's a team in NH. Let's say there's a team in NFL. They are one of the best defensive team in the league. And they are one of the worst offensive league in the team, uh, offensive team in the league. They go, go against, let's say the Kansas chiefs, who's, Offense is top five and defense is also top five, let's say. Uh, and this that was the Brooklyn Nets before they traded for James Harden. Then they traded for James Harden. So now they don't have Jared Allen, who is an underrated defensive player. But moving on from that, we'll talk about him later. And they also traded away Torian Prince, who was also a really good uh, on-ball defender. They go against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who they traded Jared Allen to, and also Torian Prince. And Colin Sexton just popped off. Like, he just went off in the last, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of the game, scoring like 30 points in that 20 minutes. And the Brooklyn Nets lost the first game. While their top three scored 38 28 and 19, respect, respectively. James Harden had a triple double as well. Uh, it was the first game back for Kyrie Irving. He's, he played really well. I'm not going to say they played uh, they played bad or anything. Like that team is really good offensively. Like they scored 135 points, but they let the Cleveland Cavaliers score 147. If you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know what? If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you should sincerely think about trading Kyrie Irving right now. Because you're going to lose, no matter who well, you go against. <laughs> the big issue, I will say with that, is the fact that his stock has probably never been lower than it is right now. Of course, he came back, and when everybody asked where he was, instead of taking a stand and explaining what, why he was away or what circumstances, he just basically said that he was handling things and it wasn't really our business. My big issue with that is... Some basketball players have taken offense, and it is it it is an it is a thing to say that could be taken 
as offensive is basketball players are sometimes deemed to just shut up and play ball. So you have this where they're giving him the opportunity to speak out, especially if the situation was what happened with the Capitol. But no, he was just he just shut everybody down and was like, I don't want to talk about it. So he comes back and Tushar laid out the statistics of what happened in that game. The problem is they couldn't stop Cleveland. Their defense is not good. You've got you got one guy that just shoots every time he has the ball in his hand. You have a guy that can play defense but doesn't really want to, and then you got a guy that doesn't even want to play basketball. So when you combine these all together, you've got the Brooklyn Nets right now. And th- this this is not a trend that they want to see, but it's a trend that the fans knew was going to happen. They Irving came out and said that they were humbling losses. Well, the problem is when you trade away all your core defensive players, this is what's going to happen. Yep. And they got shown up. And can they fix this situation? I don't know. I don't know if they, this is going to be, this isn't a turnkey thing. And no. the fact of the matter is they are now a super team. Yep. When you're a super team, the pressure is more. Yep. When you're in a New York market, the pressure is more. So you've got all these circumstances. You've got guys that don't want to talk to the press. You like if I was Durant right now, I'm not happy. Cause he seems to be the the best one out of the three in terms of handling the media. I never thought I would say that in my life. <laughs> but like I don't I don't know where you go from here. You can get your stars to play defense, but, but, but you can't. Harden, James Harden when he was asked, he's like, there's a lot of points in the paint. Okay. What about you? Like, you have it's... to counterbalance it. Either if you don't, if you can't play defense, then you have to put up 140 points every game. Every game. Yeah, at least. <laughs> like you're gonna have to go on scoring streaks the like that the likes that have never been seen before because yeah. this defense is horrible. It is horrible. This is... defense. This defense looks like a college defense. I would say worse than that. Because nobody so, plays defense on that team. No one. So defense. I don't know. I don't know. And they've got no future in terms of draft picks or anything. Oh. So you've got to turn this around. Good luck. You have no cap space. Turn it around. <laughs> like, I think they'll end up trading Kyrie Irving at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. It, it won't happen, happen next season. But uh, the thing is, one market, uh, one team I can look at and be like, okay, this is a good team for Kyrie Irving. Well, although all the teams are bad for him because he really doesn't want to play. But for some reason, uh, if Clippers try to get him from Brooklyn Nets, they can send them some defensive player. And then I would say the chances of Brooklyn Nets being really good is better without Kyrie Irving on the roster and they them having a couple of good defenders than it is if he's playing with them. Like, all three of them are offensive-minded, like, players. Like, I get it. You scored 135 points in a double overtime. The other team scored 147. They are the worst offensive team in the league. Like, in the league. And And they've scored... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm like, yeah. When you put these super teams together, you have to be very careful. Because I know that I jumped on Tushar last time for... His LeBron James take, and we're going to keep LeBron out of this as much as possible. But when you think of a super team or a great team, that's the last big one. I I don't really consider 
the Golden State Warriors as a super team just based off of the fact that that was kind of built naturally and then Durant just showed up to get a ring. But in this circumstance with Wade, Bosch, and LeBron, they could play defense. Yeah, and they All wanted to them. play. Sorry? All three of them could all play three defense. of them could play defense. Some, of course, were better than others, but they all played defense. You've got, and as I said before, these are guys that, other than one of them, aren't defensive minded. I'm not saying they can't play defense, but it's not their strong point by any means, and it's not really like they're showing an effort to do that. So, if that's the case and you're not scoring, then you rely on your bench to play defense. But wait, your bench is gone. All of them. All of them are gone. All of them. <laughs> so you've got this super team now. And yeah, I agree that Irving is probably the one that will end up getting traded. He's not getting traded this year, just based off the fact that his stock is so low, they won't get anything in return. So True. what do you do? You tank. But if you tank, Houston Rocket gets the first pick. <laughs> Yeah, well, you like, can't tank. There's no point in tanking because you don't have a draft pick. So you yeah. have to go out there and play your best. And also, you can't tank a super team in a New York market. That's true. You will get a lot of flag for it. Like, yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah. You're, if I was Steve Nash right now, I'm just really questioning my decision. Uh, I don't know what his relationship is like with all three. I imagine probably it's the best with Durant. Yeah. Uh, you can read between the lines between him and Irving, and it ain't great. Like then, with with Harden, I think he has a great relationship. I saw them on the ban- bench during the game, and they were like talking, listening to each other. So I think with uh, okay, so I'm gonna say something. Yes, Harden did the wrong thing by trying to get away from the team, but he's happy. Okay, he really didn't like that team, and he did spend like nearly like eight to ten years of his life in that with that team, and he wasn't able to do anything. So it was time to move on. He got them good returns for him, so that's that's good. What they, what he did was non-ethical. I get it, but it's whatever he wants to be happy. Like he's playing well, he's showing up. Like I, I don't blame him as a player anymore. That he's a lazy player. He he definitely wants to play. He just didn't want to play in Houston Rockets. So that problem is solved. Like uh, James Harden wants to play in Brooklyn Nets, and he's playing. He's showing up. He's trying to distribute the uh, ball more because as as soon as Kyrie Irving came back, okay. These are weird stats. Kyrie Irving took 28 shots in the loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Guess how many Harden took? How many? 16. Kyrie Irving took more shots than James Harden. Guess who else took less shots than Kyrie Irving? Kevin Durant. Yeah. Which just blows my mind that the he took 28 shots and he made 38 points. Like, if, like, that just... Well, I, this is kind of goes back to how we said last week that there was too many mouths to feed on that team. Yeah. But now you've got the opposite problem where you have guys that don't want to shoot because they don't want to be perceived as hogging the ball. Yep. With James Harden, you can't change his style. He is a superstar. He's a superstar, though, because all he does is shoot. Yep. And unfortunately, if you want any kind of return on your trade... You can't change the player he is at this point. No. This isn't a Zion situation where it's his second year and you can still form him. Harden is what Harden is. And you traded for him for him to be him. 
So, like, you need to have a players-only meeting, and you just got to let these guys shoot. And as you pointed out, they're not shooting. Yeah. When Irving is probably the worst shooter of the three. It's just... It's a weird situation. And I, I, and I do feel bad for Steve Nash. Like, he went into a situation thinking, oh, it'll be all this nice. Is a tricky, it's a tricky situation for a brand-new coach. Yeah, it's... I would say it's a really bad situation for abandoning coaches. Like, okay, so when Miami Heat, like you said, they used to play defense. Like, Wade was a good defender at that point. Chris Boss was a really good defender. And LeBron was also a really good defender at that point. They all played defense. And their bench, although was weak, except Ray Allen, but those were all really good role players. They were all vets, and they, yeah. used, they knew their role in the team. I don't think players in this team know their role yet because Jeff Green was playing the five position for 35 minutes of the game Jeff Green is shorter than LeBron James and the other center and the other issue you're going to run into and I don't agree with this style but it is what it is a lot of veterans went to Miami on a veterans minimum because they knew that they were gonna if not win a ring make the finals most likely Mm -hmm. That's, this isn't going to happen with the Brooklyn Nets. You can't confidently sign with the Brooklyn Nets right now and secure that you're going to the finals. But also the fact that there are no veterans. Well, yes, yeah, so everybody's what, locked up. Yeah, who are they going to get? Like, and everyone is locked up for at least two years. And, like, everyone knows, like, like, Lakers or the Clippers are the contenders. Nobody's even looking at Brooklyn Nets and saying they're contenders anymore. Well, they the problem would... is they're not even the top team. Like, you still have Philly, you still have... Uh, the Bucks, even though they're not playing as great as they usually do, um, you've still got top contender teams. And yes, they're not the favorite. And that was the problem. The Heat was always the favorite. You knew that there was going to be some other teams to go against them, but you knew that they were most likely the favorite. Or at least they will go to the finals. Yeah, Brooklyn isn't. And okay. they're not going to be. Unless they turn this ship around, which, hey, all the power to them. If they do, Steve Nash should get coach of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, but... This is what happens when you have an abundance abundance of riches. This yeah. is what happens when you make a 2K team, but you have to actually manage it in real life. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not going to be a gaudy 80, 180 point game. You got to manage these guys in terms of their attitude, how they want to play, what the system looks like, because uh, it, it, the system isn't working right now. They can maybe try and put it together, but... You kind of need to rebuild it in the offseason because Harden needs to shoot. Durant needs to... He can't play under center yeah. for a long period of time. And you need to figure out where Irving's head is at. Basically, this offseason, I'm not going to really count these. I'm going to count these nets out. I know I probably shouldn't, and they'll come back and win the championship just because I said that. But the offseason coming up is going to be one of the biggest ones for them because they've got more questions than answers. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, it's just, it's looking bad right now. They might turn it around. I hope they do, because that'll be really competitive basketball. Uh, Philly is doing great. They just beat Boston last night. I think they have the second best record in the league or the third best record in the league. Uh, Clippers are just rolling through teams right now because the schedule is pretty weak. Like, they were playing the Sacramento Kings and whatnot. Uh, so... Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with uh, Brooklyn Nets. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep everyone updated. Um, moving on from the Brooklyn Nets. 
I want to talk about all the small market teams. So Memphis Grizzlies, they're playing well. Everyone expected them to play well. Ja Morant was injured, but now he's back. But now the whole team has the COVID issue, so nobody's being able to play. But Memphis Grizzlies are doing well. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, okay, I'm surprised. I thought they would be the worst team, both offensively, like uh, offensively and defensively. Like they would be the worst the worst team in the league, but they're not. Like they are the worst team when it comes to offense, but they are the best defensive team in the league. Like Sexton is averaging 27 points a game. He's it's his sophomore year. He was drafted. Well, I think it's his third year. He was drafted like two years ago. He had a okay first year, pretty good second year, and this year he's like he's like playing at an all star caliber. And I'm just I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised by the whole team and how uh, Cleveland Cavaliers is working uh, right now. Like, if this Cleveland Cavaliers team was with LeBron, like let's say there were two LeBrons and one was on the Lakers, one was on this Cleveland, I would I would pay money to see that. I would actually pay money to see that. And yeah. Go ahead. You have you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> no, just keep going because you're you're laying it out well. The Cleveland Cavaliers have played great. Um, there, the, the hopes for them coming out of preseason was that they were, that they were going to do all right, but not, not to this level. There's been a lot of teams that have been surprising, like the New York Knicks, the Knicks have been, wow. Good. (laughs) Like John Randall, like league MVP. I don't know what to say. Like like he definitely is not the league MVP, but he deserves to go to the all-star game if he keeps this up. Like. His stats are outrageous. Uh, that team is better as well than a lot of people thought. They, that was going to be a bottom-dwelling team again. And we can yeah. go into how bad ownership is and how bad their their planning was for the offseason and not landing a star in that. But you got to give them up to them. They're working with what they have and uh, all the power to them. Like, the, the thing with uh, the New York Knicks is, I think the players have decided to play now. Yeah, like they show up to work and they're like, okay, we need to get that win. Like we need to start winning. We need to be. We need to play more. We we don't have to worry about this and that. We just got to focus on the games. Um, so I think New York is doing well. I don't think they. I I still don't think they're a playoff team. I think they are better teams. I think Miami and Toronto. Toronto is playing well too, but. I don't they're, think start, Toronto, they're starting to, yeah. but they've looked bad this season. Yeah, they've looked bad, but they're trying. To, uh, they're starting to get in the groove. Miami has looked bad, but most of the players are not playing or injured at the moment, so yeah. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls have two or three players right now who are, I think, averaging over 20 points a game. Zach Levine is playing really well. Like I think Zach Levine is... Averaging uh, 27 points a game or 25 points a game, something like that. He always struck me as a guy that was a star, but was never really able to make that next step. Like I'm sure he was, he's a superstar in the Chicago market and whatnot. But I think on a global record, uh, global record, excuse me, a global scale, he he's not he's not a name brand. That's the thing, right? Like because he is in Chicago, nobody knows about him. If if he was putting these numbers, twenty seven point two points per game, five rebounds, nearly six assists, he would be a superstar. But at the same time, like 
I know that you can we can all say that uh, they're never going to be as popular as they were in the nineties. Never. But Rose had a good career there. People knew who he was. That is true. That is true. Um, but it's just that Zach Levine was not drafted by the Chicago Bulls. He was That's traded there too. from the, I think, the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Memphis Grizzlies, something like that. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But uh, they beat the Charlottetons uh, last night. Charlottetons were looking good in the starting of the season, but they are now they are now showing their true colors, which is they are a bad, bad team, and they. They need some time to gel together. Melo needs to become like a full player. It's his first year in the league. You can't expect a lot from him. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in Charlotte. Uh, Detroit is has the worst record in the league. They have they are three to twelve. They have lost twelve games out of their fifteen, and I don't know what's going in Detroit. Well, the problem is the problem is Detroit hasn't really been that great since they won their last ring, and even that was kind of a fluky ring at best. Uh, I think I I think Blake Griffin is going to retire soon. He's he needs to retire soon. That's a guy that I imagine, due to injuries, never reached his full potential. No, he was viewed highly just based off the fact that he was in a big market. Uh, There's, of course, with him and Paul, everybody was. uh, It was a big. Alley hoop fest, but the problem was I don't think he ever reached his potential, and then he just became more known for his dating life than he did his on court successes. Uh, he'll be viewed as he, you can't call him a bust because he did have a good career. He's not a Hall of Famer, no. And uh, he basically him going to Detroit was him going to die. Well, Nobody's the, thought about him since. The thing is, the game changed. The game moved on from players like Big Griffin, who used Very to like dunk and be like the showstopper, right? Now everyone is shooting threes. If you yeah. if you can't shoot threes, you don't belong in this league. Like that's 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 the sad well, truth. It was even some uh, Chuck the other night when he was um, going at Shaq said that Shaq wouldn't even be in the league now. Yeah, but because everybody's got to be able to shoot threes. And yes, he can say like I don't really like today's game just based off the fact that it just becomes a three fest but that's what the nature of it is and that's how the game is developed you can say the same thing about football football is now a throwing league as opposed to a run first uh scheme also in terms of hockey do you see enforcers anymore no no it's because the league did away with fights and they weren't great players or even good players they were there to fight and get hit around yeah that's out of the game they're gone. Every player is good on a team. So now, you're a big guy. Unless you're seven eight and can block like crazy and yeah. <laughs> defense, you have to be able to shoot the three. Not well, but good enough that you hit about three a night. Yeah, like uh, you can, like Joel Embiid. He he shoots the three well. Like he shoots from the three point line well. I'm waiting for uh, Giannis to take that leap and be a good three-point shooter. I don't want him to be amazing. I don't want him to be averaging 40% from the field. But if you can average like between 20 to 30%, that's like that's good enough for you because you are a big man. You already take you go through the rim a lot. But let's say you try to shoot three threes and you make one or two. That that's a huge impact on the game. Like LeBron. Okay, I'm coming back to LeBron, but I'm not talking about the team. I'm just saying he has changed his game completely. Like, he doesn't play as much defense uh, anymore like he did last year. He still plays defense, but not as much. 
but he's relying more on the fadeaway jumpers and the three-pointers. He's averaging 39.7% from a three-point line at the moment while he's attempting seven shots a game, which is more than Steph Curry, who's also well, averaging Steph, seven Steph shots a game. Well, Steph Curry is also single-handedly carrying an entire team on his back. Yeah, no, no, I, I, what, I totally get that. What, what I'm but, saying is he changed. That's true, and I think... The problem, it's not a problem, but because of the way that the sciences are now and how everything is run and everything's streamlined, how these players are developed and how these teams draft, you have to be a complete player now. Yeah. There's no more of, like, even, you can't even really be, a, like, the sharpshooter's still around, but it's starting to fade away. It's becoming the fact that in any sport, you need to be a complete all-around player. You don't have to be the best, but you have to be pretty good. Like we can go back to the NFL for a second. In the seventies, you had guys smoking on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> now you guys, you have guys spending up to five million dollars a year just on their body, in terms of getting different chambers, different things, different uh, development tools. Like, and I'm going to keep the, as as I've asked Tushar to keep the LeBron James love down. I'm going to keep the Tom Brady love down. But look at Tom Brady at his age. And that's a lot based on, there is skill, of course, he, mm -hmm. there's God-given skill, but it's because he's put in so much money into developing his body. Like, his cheat meal is quinoa. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, you can't, as a normal person, you can't even fathom it. But if you're an athlete, especially an aging athlete, you got to keep your body healthy. Yeah. And, and you need to adapt. You need you to adapt to, adapt to the game. You have to, like... If you stay idle, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Like LeBron. LeBron, his big thing was he changed with the styles. Yes. He's not doing the flashy dunks anymore. He still breaks out one or two. Yeah. But it's not his game anymore. One, because he, he can't be taking those hits to the body anymore. No. But that's also not the game anymore. Yeah. Like and then he... you have these arguments. Yeah. LeBron, is LeBron the best player ever? Is Michael Jordan, whatever? The problem is the games are completely different. Yeah. And they're going to be continually different. The next superstar, I don't know if we're going to see another LeBron and Jordan. I'm not really seeing one. I guess Steph Curry would be the closest. I think I so. don't know what that looks like because the next big guy is going to be like a three-point shooter. <laughs> Anthony Davis. I don't see him as a super. I see him as a superstar, but the problem is he doesn't have the personality for it. Yeah, he's really passive. He's not really like... If like you're you a superstar, be, you need to be, like, outspoken a little bit. You need to be an alpha, and you need yeah. to back it up. Yeah. Like, he, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is not a good, good... Like, he comes off as a as a bad... As the bad guy. And he plays that role, but he backed yeah. it up. LeBron, LeBron kind of... He's in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but he backs it up on the court. You can't be passive and be a superstar. Like, the best. You can be passive and be a superstar, like Davis. But he'll never be viewed as the guy. Unless LeBron, LeBron retires. No, even if LeBron retires, uh, he's not going to be viewed as the next. Would you? Okay. Who do you put on the bottom of this list, Tushar? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis, obviously. He stands out like a sore thumb. And I'm not even talking about accolades. I'm just talking about as, as, the as, guy. A, person, as, as a player. Yeah. As, as a personality. As a leader. Sure. As a leader yeah. in the locker room. Yes. Uh, I think I think he, I think he he has time to change. Like he has changed a little bit. 
He's you. already talking about retirement. He's not talking about it. Well, he's like, well, I set this contract up so when I retire, I'm like, this is a guy that I don't know loves the game inside and out, which I love. Like, I'm all for seeing this as a business. It is a business. It is a business. It's a business first. It's like, I'll take down the road of professional wrestlers. How many? I know it's not. It is what it is. But they always stay around too long. Yeah. Look at quarterbacks. I'll get into that later on. But there's quarterbacks that stay around way too long. Yeah. Some of them work out, though. Some of them work out. Well, no, Tom Brady works out. And, like, I, I can't really think of other ones because I'll get into Philip Rivers and that and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. But I don't – he sees it as a business, and he knows that there's going to be a way out. Yeah. Some guys will play until their body falls falls off. Like – I should say. Like, LeBron's trying to play until his son plays – and if he does that and then leaves, that's great. But if LeBron yeah. James stays in the league another five years, unless he's still playing at an MVP level, okay, buddy. Like, the love of the game, the game will surpass you at one point. Like, the the thing with LeBron James is, like, because he can change so much, I can see him playing at least the next three years at a at a high-player level. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to see him as a bench player. I, I, don't, I, I, think, he'll, I think he'll retire before he I, comes to that point. I, I think I don't, he will. Like I was, I'll get, I'll throw back a hockey reference. I got tickets to see Martin Brodeur, one of his last games, mm. and it was against Ottawa, so it wasn't a great team. They scored five goals in the first period on him, so I paid to watch a guy sit on the bench. If you stay around long enough, you become the villain. And in terms of that, I mean, I'll take hey. my kid to a game, and I'll be like, remember when he was good. Like, like, not remember, but I remember when he was at this level. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want that for the next... Like, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan. Mm-hmm. Another year, because he's still playing at a top level. Yeah. If he, starts to, if he starts to go down in any way, retire. That's true. I don't want him around for three years. I don't want him around for five years. <laughs> if he's still going to three years, yeah, good for him. But, like... Let's just, are we done with basketball too, Shark? Because I'm really looking to get into the NFL right now. Uh, I just want to talk about one last team. Okay. Which, like, the team which has surprised me, I would say. Like, not... Well, it, it has surprised me. Uh, it's the team which people, uh, like, talked about a lot before, uh, lot before the season. They were like, oh, they have a good young core. They can do a lot. And they're not really doing a lot right now. The LA Lakers. No, the, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, um, they're playing well. All they the, Like, they're gelling together. But they're missing something. And I, I don't know what they're missing. They're, they're missing, missing Lonzo Ball actually putting it all together. <laughs> that's a that guy, guy that's don't you? <laughs> so streaky. But, like, that Pelicans team, that Pelicans team has got talent and young talent. Oh yeah, like they are not fun to watch. They're not. <laughs> Have you watched not. them? They're like they're just not a great team to watch. Um, it's like this. For, for, first of all, the uniform is crappy. It's maybe that's not their problem. A good uniform. Like mm-hmm. when I see the Lakers playing in that blue jersey, like the throwback jerseys, okay. or any other team you've playing reached, like good jerseys. You've reached your you've reached your Laker Lebron quota for the for okay. The like, like, when I see the Brooklyn Nets playing with a graffiti jersey, I'm like, okay, that's a cool jersey. I hate that jersey. But anyway. I, I, it's not professional. I get it. It's but no, but I, I see what your point is. Like, even, like, the Bulls with the red jersey or, like, the... Uh, 
I love the alternate jerseys for the Raptors, the black and gold. Oh, dude, so um, like yeah. And the thing is, like, I know jersey small thing in that, but it's the brand of the team. Like, I don't really know how big even New Orleans cares about the Pelicans. I don't think they do because they I, got I, Zion and they've got Ball and like they've got and Bledsoe. They've got good players. It's just I don't think the city cares about them, which doesn't matter right now because they're playing in a bubble. Uh, I just yeah, the team needs another piece i think to really take that step um maybe they just need another year of being together even though uh, i don't think riddick can uh <laughs> has another year I, in him riddick is a really good player he's a really good leader in the locker room but uh his days are gone <laughs> yeah and he's getting way too many po- and way too many minutes Way yeah, like 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 he he himself knows that he shouldn't be playing those many minutes. Like it's not good for his body, and he knows it. I think I I, I and I hope he knows it because it is not good to be playing that many minutes at that age. Uh, he he's been a good consistent player for them. I think he's uh, uh, getting like good touches. He's a good like he's making good assists. Like yeah, he's averaging like nine points a game, which is not bad for a bench player. It just from the bench. He's getting like 20 minutes a game. That's like two quarters. Like that's like that's like half of the game. He's playing half of the game. He shouldn't be playing half of the game. You're better play to play half of the game. Like Alexander Walker and Lonjo Ball should be putting in more minutes. And Williamson is putting like 33 minutes a game, which is nice. I don't know what's going on with this dude. He's averaging 23 points a game. But when I watch a game, I can't see him. I, I can't find him. I, I, I don't know where he is. Like, he'll do a flashy dunk. I'm like, oh, there's Zion. But normally, I don't even know where he is. I don't see him on defense. I don't see him on offense. He's just lost in between. And I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on with this team. I hope they figure it out. It, they look promising. Except that, every, like we discussed before the season, every team looks where, like, every team is at a place where we taught them to be. Uh, except the Utah Jazz, okay. I, again, I'm last team, okay. Utah Jazz, they have the record of 11-4 right now. Utah Jazz is a really good regular season team. They've been the, in the top five for the last three, like since they uh, signed Donovan Mitchell, they've been in the top four to five seed. And I have big hopes for the team, but the only player I see as like a superstar in that team is Donovan Mitchell. They just signed uh, Rudy Gobert to like a crazy like 120, 130 or something like a lot of money, like a, a contract with a lot of money for like four or five years. He doesn't deserve that much. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that much money. Like he's he's not a player who should be getting millions of dollars to protect the rim. That like they they are playing this much money to a defensive player. Nobody pays that much money to a defensive player anymore. Like they. We moved on from that. We were just talking about it five minutes ago. We moved on from that. Nobody cares about defense anymore. Like, there are some good defensive players, and they get paid okay. Like, nobody really cares if you can't shoot the three, right? So, I don't know what's going uh, what's going to happen with the Utah Jazz. They haven't played in the last, like, six days. I'm going back to see what games they played. They haven't played in a while, so I don't know what's going on with that. I think they, they got COVID again or something. But uh, Rudy Gobert is averaging 12 points a game. Really? 12 points? Contavious Calbert Pope. Kyle Kuzma is averaging more points than him. And I hate Kyle Kuzma. He's averaging more points than him for less money. 
and he's getting like nearly as much rebounds as him and he's not even the top blocker in the league so i don't know what's going on i hope they go i probably go past the first round this time because they they did once and then they lost again so i hope they do good in the playoffs but let's see yeah okay well, that's it for speaking me of playoffs <laughs> We have the, the world's greatest sport. We got the NFL. All right. So NFL playoffs. Uh, last week, there was some craziness that happened. Uh, a lot of the teams that everybody thought they were going to win, they did end up winning just in weird ways. Uh, you had the Chiefs-Browns game that was a lot closer than it should have been. Uh, the big issue with this was the fact that Patrick Mahomes ended up getting concussed and out for the game. This was the biggest opening the Browns had. Uh Mahomes uh, is all right. He is playing this week. He has cleared concussion protocol. But yeah, that Browns team, uh, they I would say that they overperformed. Uh, they've got some work to do in the offseason, especially with the lingering cloud of OBJ and what do you do with him. But no, uh, the Chiefs played really well. They had uh, Chad Henney came in in relief and ended up getting them the first down that won the game. So the Chiefs still look as dominant as ever, even though the, they let. I think that they underestimated the Browns. But the Browns are the Browns, so that's going to happen. Uh, you had the Bills and the Ravens, which ended up with Lamar Jackson also going down with a concussion. That game was exciting, and it kind of proved that Lamar still needs to work on reading defenses and really getting that offense up to full speed. Uh, I don't know if you need another star at uh, at wideout. Uh, you got a star in tight end with Andrews, but you need to figure it out because that team is only as good now as Lamar is going to take them and they need to get weapons around him because the the style his style of play he's not going to have a Tom Brady like career where he goes for 20 seasons or whatever he's not going to be playing into his 40s I'd like hey all the power to him if he does good on him but I don't see that being the way it is just based off his style of play so you really got a you got a window here of like five years and you need to build that team up because that team right now is, is still in disarray. And you can't just rely on Lamar Jackson running. Because as the Buffalo Bills pro uh, proved to them, if you could slow him down, then you slow the whole offense down. You've got the Buccaneers and the Packers. Both played their games well. Uh, that game between the Saints was good until the last quarter. It really showed that uh, what will probably end up being Drew Brees' last game. That age catches up to you. Uh, Brady has been able to find the fountain of youth. Who knows for how much longer. But uh, Drew Brees knew it was over. And he had a great career. I've never been the biggest Drew Brees fan, but I give him respect for what he was able to accomplish. He's a definite first ballot Hall of Famer. But now the Buccaneers go on to the Packers. And that's a different team. That Packers team is looking like a team that's ready to win it all. Uh Aaron Rodgers has never played better. You've got Adams, who is playing lights out on wideout, and their defense is holding it up. The Buccaneers, of course, you got Tom Brady, who is, at 43 is still lighting up people left, right, and center. But you're without uh, Antonio Brown. He has played a big part in this team. I know you can take the off, the offseason and the off-field antics aside, just base him off of how he is as a football player. He's performed in the duty that he's had to this year. He will not be playing tomorrow, which I feel is a big loss for the Buccaneers. As a Brady lover, I would love to see the Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl, but I'm thinking that this will be the Packers' time. 
I don't see how the Buccaneers, especially with that injury, can really can really match up with the firepower because they have they have the tools, but the Buccaneers have never really been able to put it together this year in terms of being that all star offense that they should be. Yeah. But if they if there's a time to put it together, the time is tomorrow. So <laughs> it'll be a good game, and both defenses are good. And th- I think this is the first time we've seen Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, which is it's mind blowing to say the least. But uh, it's going to be a great game. And then we also have the Bills and the Chiefs, Whew, like two really good games. And I'm not going to predict how they're going to go because I predicted last week. I got the I got the teams right. But I got how exciting they were being. Very wrong because there was some there was some slow games last week. But this this Bills Chiefs game this basically comes down to solid defense versus solid offense. Uh, the Chiefs the way to slow them down is you just gotta blitz Patrick Mahomes. Don't worry about the the run because they're not gonna run the ball on you, especially on that Bills defense. They just need to go. They need yeah. the Bills need to fire on all cylinders and go score for score with them. Because that's what happens with the Chiefs. The Chiefs just pile on the points. Can the Bills do it? I believe that they can. I still believe that this is the Chiefs' year again. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. But the Bills can do it because they've got a better defense than the Chiefs do. Also, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is 100%. I'm not not questioning the legitimacy of the concussion protocol. But when you saw Patrick Mahomes get up last week, Patrick Mahomes didn't know where he was. No, he did. He was out. Yeah. So for him to come back this early, I don't think he's at a hundred percent. So they got they got to capitalize on that. As sad as it sounds, I'm not I'm not talking about putting a bounty on him or anything, but but just go at him. Make make him make decision after decision after decision because he might make a mistake. Who knows? But this is the best chance for them to go at Patrick Mahomes because if Patrick Mahomes was completely healthy. I don't see this being much of a game, so it'll be a it'll be a barn burner to say the least. Uh, the both offenses are super exciting. It'll be the more exciting of the two games, I believe, because I think that the Buccaneers Packers will end up being a more defensive game. So it really comes down to if you enjoy defensive football or offensive football. But the Bills Bills Mafia, I would say, probably the best fan base in in football, if not in all professional sports. They are going to go crazy if they make another Super Bowl. So all the power to them. I kind of want to see it, but I just don't see the Chiefs really, really dropping the ball here. But uh, we'll have an exciting Super Bowl regardless. All four teams are exciting to watch. But if I had, if my heart wants to say Buccaneers and Chiefs, but I think it's going to be Chiefs and Packers. I watched the Bills game last like last week it wasn't exciting like you said it was not exciting at all but uh, yeah but um i i think like i i don't know much about football like i i've watched the games i know a lot about rules now but i don't know what goes into games like like i have not watched it for all my life like you have so i think a little bit differently like i think buccaneers do have a chance to win i i think they will win just because of Brady like you never know that guy's just amazing like you just you just can't go against him like I, I I think he'll win and as far as the Bills and the Chiefs game is concerned uh I think Bills are going to win it just because uh, like you said Mahomes is not 100% and Cleveland nearly beat them without Mahomes 
So I I I don't know what's going to happen. Uh whoever wins, that'll be it'll be exciting. Like you said the Chiefs and the Bills game will be more exciting cuz they there will be a lot of offense, there will be a lot of interception and sacks and stuff. It'll be, it'll be fun. And uh the other game will be a little bit more defensive like you said cuz both are aging uh quarterbacks like not not in their prime anymore except like and Rogers he's just playing like he's in he's, in he's playing like he's in his prime yeah so but they both they both will be good games uh uh super bowl so whoever wins tomorrow like the two teams win tomorrow the super bowl is uh two weeks from tomorrow right yes two weeks not one week okay yeah because I, I i read the article about weekend performing so i'll watch the game and i also watch the halftime because <laughs> it's fun well, it's because the weekend uh yeah. but no it'll be it'll be exciting either way some sometimes you get teams that aren't the most exciting to make the super bowl and then you end up with games such as like the rams and the patriots not too long ago your first super bowl yeah. uh yeah you get those duds but i don't think that any of these teams combined will put up a dud uh, the last thing i'll touch on and i know that Tushar, you won't really have a whole lot to put in on this matter uh philip rivers has officially retired or i'd be talking about drew Brees as well uh, philip rivers was quarterback for the san diego chargers before uh, going to the colts for a year he's got all the numbers of a hall of famer me personally i don't consider him a hall of famer because i feel that to be a hall of famer you need to make the Super Bowl, not even not like you can even get there and not win it, but he never even made the Super Bowl. I understand that he, when he was playing in his prime, there was a lot of really tough teams, but at the same time, he had a plethora of riches at certain points. He does, he is top five in terms of passing leaders, he's top six in terms of pass attempts. Like, he's got the records. I just, I don't know how I feel about it based off the fact that he's got a lot of these records because he was able to play so long. So when I'm interested more, does he make the Hall of Fame? Because it comes down to the argument. Maybe this is this is a discussion to have when uh, when John's on at some point because he was he saw a lot more of it. And uh, maybe we'll even sidebar it until for a couple weeks. But... Does and we can talk about this, Tushar, in terms. I know we got to we got to get going here, but should if you've had a long career, mm-hmm. like let's say, I'm trying to think of Vince Carter. Yeah, kind of like Vince Carter. Nah, Perfect he doesn't example. deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No, nope. he's got records based off the fact that he was there forever. No, no, they do not deserve it. Like in the later part of their career, which is probably half of their career, they didn't do anything. Like, they were above like, average, maybe. Like it, It's hard because you see NFL is really guilty of this right now. There's a bunch of players, and hey, to have a long career in the NFL, good on you. It's probably the most physically taxing sport. And for you to be able to have a long career in a position, any position, it really shows, like, the man, like, how, how good you were and how well you took care of your body. Yeah. But... There's guys that are getting close to, like, legends, like, absolute legends, based off of the fact that they've that they've been in forever. So, I don't know. It, it's something that will be debated, and we'll, we'll have this discussion later on, because I'd like to really do a deep dive on it. But it's, 
I, I think that that trend needs to stop on guys that have been around forever getting Hall of Fame nods just based off their numbers, based off of time. But uh, we'll see more. We'll talk about this again in a future. But if you're listening, yeah, you kind of throw it around your head. And, and uh, when the next podcast or two, we'll really go on a deep dive into that because it's a very interesting subject. But on behalf of Tushar and myself, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the games on, regardless of what sport that you follow. And we'll be back with you next week to discuss everything that's happening in the world of basketball and football. And who knows, we might even get into some Royal Rumble talk because I know wrestling has been down right now, but the Royal Rumble is always something that ends up bringing, bringing most fans back, at least for at least until Mania. Yeah, true. So... Uh, on behalf of Tushar and myself, have a good weekend and we'll talk to you soon.